Welcome back to episode two of Quad Ballers. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, had a good episode today. Uh, I'm your host, Jackson Johnson. And I'm TJ Martinez, a.k.a. Tej Money. Uh, yeah, today we talked about, uh, we did a follow-up of Southwest Regionals. Uh, and the, what a tournament. I think mostly the club, but we recorded that part on a separate day. So I don't really remember. Uh, but we went over those uh, predictions we had and uh, over-unders. and uh, bets. Yeah, and then we had a guest, our first guest of the pod, Luis Sanchez uh, from Texas Cavalry, come on. Uh, we had a good little conversation there, talked about uh, kind of the top tier of club, uh, some training uh, related to quad ball, and then uh, discussed a hot take that he had uh, and AQD. might get in some, some hot water in on the forums. Uh, yeah. But I think he means well, so it should be good. Yeah. And then we uh, gave the top five club teams according to USQ standings. Uh, kind of these, like, we call them 2K ratings. Uh, so, like, you're playing NBA 2K or FIFA uh, on the Xbox or something. And you're choosing a team, right? It kind of says offense, defense, and overall. We kind of went into that in a, a quad ball type of way. Mm-hmm. and it was a good episode yep it was fun to record so I hope you enjoy listening to it cue the track So we're going to get into Southwest Regional follow-ups and go over our bets with air quotes uh, and predictions and maybe talk about, if we can, what happened during those games. Obviously, we weren't able to watch them all, uh, but we did play everyone, so maybe we have a little something for every every team here. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, let's just get right into it. So we had Cav versus Pegasus. And we had set an over-under at 180 points. Remember, that includes Quaffle and Snitch Catch. Uh, I did forget to write Tej's, uh prediction, but I think he went under. I don't remember. I think he had yeah, Cav winning. I did under because it was the first game. I think I remember saying it was going to be a little sloppy, probably. And I had over with Cav winning by 60. I did head ref this game, so I had a pretty good view. Uh, it did go ended up going over with the final score of 185 Cavalry and 50 Pegasus. Uh, I don't know. As I was refing this game, it kind of felt close, closer than it was. I think Pegasus had a lot of looks, and I kept seeing they had like good shot opportunities that they just weren't taking. Yeah, uh, it was the first game of the day, and I know those can be kind of nerve-wracking shots, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, Cavalry handled business at the end of that end of the game. Uh, they played, I thought, a little sloppy for Cav, which I I kind of noticed. I see them kind of play 
a lot of games where they kind of keep it closer than they have to for longer than they have to. That makes sense, but yeah, I mean they always pull away uh, against. They always win the against those teams that they should win, right? It's just yeah, I don't know. I always expect it to be a little faster than it is, but yeah. yeah. Do you have anything on that game? Uh, no, I just uh, what I said earlier or what I said before it was a little sloppy, but I mean that's what you expect from the first game, um, and I think to your point of cavalry like kind of should be running away with it i think they still have a couple of new newer players that they're trying to fit in um so maybe they you know they're trying to play these other lines and so getting trying to get more experience on the team so maybe they're still kind of figuring that out um but yeah i thought like the beginning of the game was kind of close i know chris and Jeanette for pegasus um had control for a a good amount of whenever they were in. Um, and I think that, uh, um, yeah, I remember Chris was playing really well. And so was Amber, yeah. one of your yeah. predictions as well. So, yeah. And, uh, I think that's what kept them close. Um, and to your other point as well, um, just peg not being able to score or finish on certain plays when they had the open look, um, probably deterred them a little bit so yeah i definitely i feel like pegasus is like almost right there a lot of the times and a lot of their offensive drives but then they just mm-hmm. don't shoot it at open hoop or they mm-hmm. do one pass too many at least in this game that's kind of what i noticed but all right we'll move on to our second game we had heat versus gumbo at the score marker of 200 points, Tej, you had the under, and Heat went in by 80. And I had the over with Heat winning by 120. And let's see, the final score was 220 Heat, 110 Gumbo, which Super puts us at a 110 differential. Way over the point. Thing. Yeah, it's a it's a learning experience with these yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over under point values yeah. here. But uh I was pretty close. I almost had this one right on right on the money. Nice. Uh I think in this game Gumbo I guess they surprised me a little bit with some of their some of their goals. I thought they scored more than I would have liked as a player on heat. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's because they kind of came out with this, like, they got nothing to lose mentality, yeah. right? And then, surprisingly enough, uh, Josh Mansfield was playing keeper and nope. chaser. <laughs> I don't even think he played beater at all this game. And, I mean, he just ripped some zingers right, yeah, exactly. right through the top just hoop. Caught a, caught a like, I think he had at least three or four. Yeah, we were being a little yeah. too lazy there. Uh, but, yeah, do you got anything? No, I mean, kind of how you're saying, I mean, this is a team that they've played together forever. And so I think a lot of times teams come out and don't really expect much of them. And so any, any guard that's let down, they're kind of like, well, you know, we're just gonna go out here and play like we usually do all together. And they're able to come up with these goals and um, put back opportunities that, you know, kind of keep them in some of these games. So, yeah, I think that, I think just 
like I said, them playing a lot kind of just surprises a lot of people of how like good they could actually be. And, you know, that that was kind of sneaky, that kind of from our previous episodes, you know, Josh being a little sneaky on the chaser side, you could probably add it to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was sneaky, but not how we uh, predicted, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, then, I mean, Gumbo brought a very minimal roster right. right after, like, a whole week of parades for Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they were, uh, they so were just strong. happy to be there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they played good. Yeah. With what they had, they played good. Uh, I agree. Had some crisp new uniforms out there. Hey. Uh, yeah. So yep. that brings us to the third game, which we have is Cavalry versus SWA or Southwest Alliance. Uh, we had the, the point target at 200. Cavalry, are you, Tej, you had the under. We both had the under, but you had. We had the exact same prediction. We both had under and a 70-point game. I think we were wrong there. Uh, <laughs> the final score was 200 to 75, with Cavalry having 200. And it's a 130-point diff. Mm-hmm. So we're off by a little bit there. Uh, yeah, I think this is a game that both... Like, I think this Cav wins in every matchup, every line, pretty much. Uh, Southwest Alliance, you know, the thing that was big for them, big the, the big key for them this year, right, is I think they actually have depth. Yep. But when you're also playing another team that has depth, but just a little bit more talented across the board, I mean, this mm-hmm. is kind of, I think, what most people would expect. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch this game, but um, I mean, from what I saw a tournament, I mean, it seems logical. Um, Swallow definitely looks like they've been putting in all practice in. I know I've been watching, I've been seeing the posts of them practicing and whatnot, and you could definitely tell. Um, but I mean, Calvary is just Calvary, so, you know, it's, it's hard yeah. to stop that train. Yeah, and they play an effective hoop zone, so, you know, if- I know for Heat, like beaters had to really clear a lot of a lot of stuff out for our you know our super talented chasers to even have a chance at scoring, and a lot of times we weren't in our game. So yeah. I could imagine that for other teams as well. Hundred yeah, uh, percent. That brings us to the next game: Pegasus versus Gumbo. We had a target of one hundred and fifty points. Tej, you chose. O- the over and Pegasus by 10. I choose the over and Gumbo by 20. And pretty close game. Uh, it was Pegasus ended up with 135 and Gumbo had 90. So Pegasus won. Uh, you know, I think we're right in that this was also we're, it was over by a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's not by too much, but yeah. uh, and uh, this was a close game. At least it looks like on paper. I guess it was a hundred to ninety, so it was a ten point game before the catch to win by Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I feel like this could go either way. Yeah, this game I didn't see it. Uh, but you know, it kind of falls in line. Like I think Gumbo probably came out, and you know, they have nothing to lose at this tournament, right? Exactly. So they're. Ripping shots, they're not thinking twice about it. Where I think, mm-hmm. I think Pegasus is kind of in a 
maybe a little bit of identity crisis, right? They're right. a Final Four team last year, and they've kind of been struggling this year. So I think kind of feeds into itself. You know, they're overthinking mm-hmm. a little too much. Uh, I will say, I didn't mention it earlier, but Becca DuPont was out. Uh, not out, but she was out playing. Yeah. Like she was playing uh, for Pegasus. And honestly, I, a lot of the time I saw Pegasus play, she was their best quaffle player by far. Like She was the only one really going through contact and going for those shots. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was overthinking it, right? I think a lot of their team was overthinking it. Yeah. Uh, and Austin Viejo was playing great too. But I just think when you kind of know who to stop on a team and if you can stop it and no one else is going to beat you, I kind of think that's what Pegasus is a lot of the time, at least this Mm -hmm. this year, right? Like, you know, a couple players to stop, make sure they don't do anything. And then the rest of the team is kind of put in that tough situation and Mm -hmm. hasn't really been able to show that they can, you know, carry through a a tough win. If you just take out their best couple players. Yeah. Yeah, kind of what you're saying, just their roster in general. You know, I know they have missing people from last year. Um, I don't know how many turn. I think they've only had like one or two tournaments before this. You know, they w- went to Florida and played in a tournament down there, and I don't think um, the talent was, so to say, like top-notch down there. But, um, yeah, um, I think that's another, another thing to – Gumbo's, Gumbo's side, you know, they have all playing together and kind of have this Pegasus team where, you know, you know, some of them have played together and from last year and, you know, just trying to still figure it out. And, you know, obviously with that, you're going to get a close game. So that's all I have to say. I didn't see this, but, you know, actually, yeah. I, I think I caught a glimpse of it, but, you know, same deal. Yeah. From what I saw from both teams, I mean, this score line seems about on par with it. Uh, yeah, so we'll move on to Heat versus Southwest Alliance. We had a target score of 180 points. Tej, you had the over with Heat winning by 100, and I had the under, which is... I feel like I might have swapped these two uh, when I wrote them <laughs> down initially, but sure. maybe I didn't. Maybe I was high <laughs> on, on SWA. Uh, I had the under at high minus 50 with Heat winning. And the final score was 180 to 95. So we have a 90 point. So you were 10 off, basically, because uh, it definitely went over the 180 point target. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, this was a game as a player on Heat that was a little... I didn't love kind of how we came out in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just like we didn't have any sense of urgency. Uh, and also I thought we just didn't try to win the game fast, which is something I kind of like to do uh, on teams, right? Mm-hmm. I think we kind of expected we'd win and we just you know, put whoever out there and no offense to anyone on our team or anything like that, but you know, I still think we go out. We should put our top top line in, second line mm-hmm. in, right, and just try to take this game away as soon as we can. And I thought we kind of danced around in this like kind of game that felt a lot closer than it should have been for the first half, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, then 
We also didn't prioritize the seeker enough. And like we said, Juan, uh, yes, elusive, sneaky, snuck in there and got the snitch. That it's call. funny because uh, watching the film, you know, Jenna has these like a really tall tripod, if anyone is familiar. Uh, it just shows it so well, like Juan, like kind of like trying to sneak around, and then yeah. we, we look at him and we like chase him off. But he doesn't let us beat him, and he kind of creeps around. And then this, I think our seeker—I don't know who is seeking, but yeah. went in for a catch. I think I tried to force. I think I did force a quaffle turnover, but as I chose to do that, Juan snuck in and pulled the snitch. Uh, Boy, but yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, no. Um, Swall playing playing on Heat. Swall definitely surprised me a little bit. I know, I know. Um, as I previously mentioned, they've been practicing a lot, and um, it seems to really show. Um, I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I I kind of wish we came out a little harder and um, more like urgent. Um, but I, I think, a, yeah, yeah. Keep I I just think. Um, I don't know. It just we weren't really. We had just played gumbo, and we were kind of just weren't taking it too serious until the till the evening. But um, you could tell, you know, we were lacking a little bit um, on that end. And Swall came and you know, got you know, showed us a little surprise. So um, yeah, like I said, just I was a little surprised and. Eventually, I think we got it together towards the end. But um, <clears throat> looking forward, I, I feel like he um, should, you know, try to focus on staying more, more poised throughout the game. You know, especially if they want feel like making an Addy's run again. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. The next up, we got Cav versus Gumbo with a target score of one seventy. We both chose the over, and Cav winning. I guess I forgot to write your prediction, uh, but I had the cavalry winning by 80. I was way off. Uh, it was way over the score estimate, right? There's cavalry 255, gumbo 40. Uh, I didn't see this game, I don't think. Did I? I don't want to say that, and then I turned out like the head ref it or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to say on this. Uh, it looks like Cav played a good game, and it looked like Gumbo got a few few goals. Just kind of exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything else either than whatever previously mentioned. Yeah, uh, which leads us to Heat versus Pegasus. Target score, 190. You had the under with Heat winning by 80. I had the over with Heat winning by 90. The final score was Heat 200, Pegasus 30. So we're both wrong. (laughs) We won by 170. Uh, In this game, it just kind of felt like... uh, Earlier in the Cav-Peg game, I thought Chris De La Fuente played a really good game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And not to say he played bad, I just think... You know, every time he was in, our beater that was in outplayed him a little bit. And then I just don't think they had much help besides mm-hmm. that in the beater game. And it really let us just kind of take out the spare beater mm-hmm. uh, 
or free beater. Usually we had control of most of this game, so we just on defense tap out a free beater, go for the exchange with Chris. I think he would take it most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a press. And yeah. we just kind of force an impress and let yeah. us kind of run up the score. And Yeah, I don't have much else in that game. I just felt like it was a beater depth. Yeah. Yeah, I thought at its finest, right? Like our beater depth showed out, and there's was there that's kryptonite yeah. in this game. Yeah, I thought for in this game he um, came out with a little more urgency. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it was from the small game or the games before, um, but I think you know midday they're kind of picking themselves up and like, hey, like we need to play better. Um, and I, I don't know. I just feel like we came out with a lot of energy that game. And, you know, like you're saying, we're, we're pressing a lot and chasers definitely kind of feed off that. And they are able to um, read that and, you know, try to score like whenever we can. And it definitely showed and um, just overall just, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, he like gets up for peg a lot. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I think part of that is just associated with how good they were last year, right? We had to really mm-hmm. play a good game to put them away last year. Uh, or this year, like you know, they're kind of hanging with this other tier with Swang, Gumbo, and but like to us mentally, we're you know we're treating them just like they were a Final Four team last year still, right, yeah. and. I think we should treat every game like that, but we don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I was telling the scoreline there. Uh, that takes us to the next game, which is Gumbo versus Southwest Alliance, where we had a target score of 140. Southwest, or you, Tej, had Southwest Alliance winning by 10 with the over. I had the over with Southwest Alliance winning by 40. And... We're pretty close, or I was pretty close. It was 120 Gumbo to 170 Southwest Alliance. So Southwest Alliance won by 50. Uh, I don't think I watched this game, but I'm pretty sure we explained or guessed earlier that the depth would pay off for Southwest mm-hmm. Alliance, and I yep. would probably bet money that's what happened here. Uh, yeah, I would agree. All right, and now we go into our our biggest game of the day. It was Heat versus Cav. Target score of 170. You had Cav winning, and you had the over. Cav winning by 10. I had the over with Heat winning by 50. And JJ was talking shit about my prediction. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out, like, winning by 50 is not that crazy. Like, I don't know. Like that's that's yeah. uh you know maybe we're winning by twenty and catch a snitch that's that's yeah. winning by fifty, I don't think that's that crazy. I still think that's a close game. Uh, yeah, because I mean you know, they, I they had pulled and I think they were up by how many like three or four at one point no. whenever they caught or when they pulled we had we scored three consecutive goals and I think like tied it again or no I know I know we did but like when they had pulled right right there you're up already by two or three and oh, a couple yeah. of scores and I'm just to your point you know that's yeah that's not like crazy yeah it's not it's like a very that's like even if like maybe we're up by 20 but Cav has a possession of the ball and like yeah. they're about to get one back on us right but then we pull and in the game like it yeah yeah 
more or less could still be like almost a 10 point game, but uh, no. yeah, I think, I mean, this was a, it was a good game. I think Cav definitely brought, brought their a game in this game. Uh, yeah. And I felt like they were playing with us as in like they, they weren't trying to play that like kind of very slow methodical game that mm-hmm. they usually break out. I mean, they usually do this, right? They usually play whatever, Mm-hmm. push their limits until nationals and they play this like cool calm collected yeah. slow game yeah. condensed down to you know their top two lines and you know they were playing their depth this game uh and you know i thought that they played a very good game in the quaffle game i thought almost all their no bludger opportunities they scored on they had good passing they're making their shots uh and I think about the opposite for Heat, right? I think we had a lot of no bludger situations that we should be scoring on, but we we're just trying to drive through too many people. We weren't mm-hmm. passing passing the ball out enough. Yep. Uh, and we were just overall a little sloppy, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think both teams had some good plays both in the Quaffle and Beater game. I think Heat was kind of pushing the Beater game, but like I said, they're... the way Cav played in the Quaffle game, or Quad Ball game, sorry. I to get rid of the old Quidditch terms, but uh, <laughs> they just yeah, they maximized right so yeah. well on the offensive end. Like They played smart. Yeah. They knew when our Beaters were pressing, they spread out. Mm-hmm. They, they, they held through the press, and they'd score uh, a kit when their Beaters would pop out a little too long you know they they capitalize on that and i feel mm-hmm. like heat we just weren't like we'd have those opportunities and we would just put our heads down and try to drive through mm-hmm. three defenders and they'd stop us and that's why cav won that game <laughs> yeah. yeah no it was definitely a very like high and intense game i feel like whenever i was in there i feel like it was very like upbeat you know a lot of running um and like to your point like there, as as much as upbeat as I say it was, it also it also felt like Cav had a very like controlled pace in that, and um, just like you're saying, like a lot of uh, a lot of no bludgers and and uh, uh, what's it called? Just scoring on all those opportunities and. Uh, yeah. Like kind of, those windows, those yeah, like windows those, of opportunity, yeah. right? Even if it's not like a pure no bludger, like maybe I would pop out for a quick tap beat on mm-hmm. a chaser or a spare beater. Like they're capitalizing on that window of time very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like we would have all day sometimes in the quaffle, yeah. we would just dance around the hoops yeah. and just couldn't make a shot, couldn't couldn't finish, weren't making the right plays, yeah. weren't finding our open players. Uh, Still a very fun game, in my opinion. Um, I like oh, yeah. games that kind of go back and forth like that, and um, I'm sure we'll probably play again later, and it'll be another good game. But you know, yeah, all your I points. think Alamo, Alamo Cup later this month, and then oh, yeah. I think about that. yeah, maybe maybe Nationals as well. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, next we got Southwest Alliance versus Pegasus. We had the target score at 150. You had Pegasus winning by 10 and the over. I also had the over with Southwest Alliance winning by 20. 
And it was a pretty close game. Uh, Southwest Alliance had 80. Pegasus had 135. So before the catch, 100 to 80. It's a 20-point game. Uh, I guess we're wrong here on the depth uh, <laughs> comment. <laughs> yeah. Pegasus won this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes having too much depth is a problem as well. So I, mean, I wonder, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see if that was maybe an issue, right? You're trying to, yeah, trying to get everyone some minutes. Out. Then yeah. as Miguel, well, I won't say what Miguel says, probably not pods <laughs> friendly, but uh, sometimes it's good to have, you know, not too many players as long as, you know, you're not, not running everyone into the ground and they're exhausted mm-hmm. and injured, right? Like, right, yeah. If you only have Austin Viejo to play all game, like that's mm-hmm. that could be better than having Austin Viejo and two other uh, Quaffle players that have to play play minutes as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I didn't see this game, yeah, I didn't. I so I, I don't have an answer or I don't have much commentary on it. Yeah. But you know, congrats to Pegasus for pulling it out. And... Well, I could put my best guess to it, Chris. After our game, Chris kind of probably wanted to step it up a little bit more against them. Um, I feel like he had a better opportunity internally to win. So um, that's just my kind of best guess. So yeah. I know Pegasus definitely wanted this win since they lost at Diamond yeah. Cup. So they had to get, get it back. Uh, but yeah. All right. So we're here with our, our guest, Luis Sanchez, today. He's a player on Cav. Uh, what's up, Lewis? What's up, Jackson? What's up to each? What's up, what's up? Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. Uh, first question we got here for you is, why are you still playing? I remember in Outlaws 2021, <clears throat> uh, you were telling me you're done. <laughs> then, then, you know, last year, CCI, you're there. Then you're here again this year, so... What's up with that? Um, what keeps you around? Uh, so that Outlaws team, when we won or whatever, I mean, I was done. I, I didn't sign up for any teams. Like, I think there was just a couple people, like, reached out seeing if I was going to play. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, no, I'm good. And then um, didn't go to any practices for Cav or nothing, kind of completely out of it. And then it was probably, like, maybe two weeks before CCI or, or a week before CCI. And Case had met, reached out and was like, hey, we got an open spot if you want to come. And I was like, nah, I'm okay. <clears throat> she reached out a second time. And I was like, okay, if she, <laughs> if she reaches out two times, like, we need somebody, right? Like, And Kev's really big on, like, practicing and chemistry and showing your face a lot. And so there's not a lot of people who kind of, like, don't come around and then go to a tournament and play a bunch. So I was kind of nervous going into it. I just signed up. I think I did a, a week trial for USQ mm-hmm. for the CCI yeah. tournament. And I was like, okay, we'll see if like if I, they even let me play or whatever. And then I up and just kind of played the normal amount. <clears throat> and then it's so just it, like whenever you get into it, it's just like this competitive and sucks kind of you in. You back. Yeah. yeah. I know like a lot of people always say like, it's the people. I love the people or like whatever, <laughs> which I mean, fair, right? But yeah, like for you, you think it's more of like 
the people, I guess you probably like your team that you're on, or is it more like, I just want to win and play sports at that like competitive level or Uh, it's both. probably probably a combination of both. I mean, like literally, you could not like puzzle a nicer group of people than cavalry. Like they are just everyone's so positive and uplifting, and I I like really enjoy them as people, and then playing with them, and then they just have like this switch where they turn and can be competitive at the same time. It's just a very pleasant team to play for. Um, but it's, and then on the other hand, it's just. something to always strive for i don't know just like i know that there's this tournament coming up or whatever and it'll make me go to the gym or kind of just always like there's a goal at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i feel that i mean i like and i think you're in the same situation right you're on a team that has a chance of winning nationals or you yeah know any tournament that you go to and that's always fun i don't know if i'd still be playing if definitely i don't would not i wasn't a contender you know uh, but uh yeah i know for me i'm not gonna ever put a label on like oh, I'm going to be done. This is my last year. I just, I don't know. I kind of hit a point with the sport where it's kind of like enriching enough. Right? I get to travel. I have friends around the country and yeah. good group of people here. You know, maybe that changes if everyone else retires, but you know, I don't, I like playing sports and especially like heat uh, switch to like a shorter season. We don't really even like, we just kind of show up to Yeah. tournaments in the fall to hit those play deadlines. And then we turn it on in late January, February. <laughs> nice. Uh, It's like, which you can kind of see, but like, I like, I hate that like nine month season and then you have MLQ. yeah. So Yeah. condensing Stop. it helps us a lot. I think. But quad ball is cool enough. Like, it's casual enough to where I'm not like having to just push everything like balls to the wall. Like, Mm here we go. Like, dragging myself through a tournament. So, -hmm. Yeah. and then what really brought me back this year is obviously losing in the final. I was like, I'm not going to, I can't. There's no way Yeah. I could Oh. just end on. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think that keeps a lot of people around longer than they should. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, <laughs> though. I mean, but then, I mean, you can make that argument for a lot of the Heat players, right? Like, Yeah. shit, I lost four finals, I think. <laughs> I lose count, right? yeah. And I was like, you know, and I think a lot of people on the team were in a similar boat, right? We had those one or two or three, or in my case, four finals that are like in our head, like, man, we score one more goal, we pull a snitch, whatever, we would have won. Uh, yeah. And then we win and we're like, well, we could do it again. <laughs> it's like, it's not satisfying Now you that you could hunger, definitely you know? tell from the reaction how excited you guys were. Oh, yeah. Hey, I saw y'all celebrate a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think I had, I took my shirt off. I was like, that was a weird I know. way to react. Dude. It's like a soccer goal or something. <laughs> oh, man. That's I good. like pulled my I pulled my hamstring and I still like ran out there and I was like limping. I was like, oh, it's weird. <laughs> Oh, man. like finally. Yeah, that's a crazy feeling. Uh, I think for us too, like it just like for me, like I said, I lost four times in USQ Nationals and a lot of those I think like three of them like easily could have won, but we didn't and just kinda sucked like having Yeah. that happen over and over again and then finally fucking doing it and that game was it was a good game like objectively a good game uh it was back and forth and so No, for sure. That was that was a close one. i was worried Oh, that about game. our last goal and then it just kind of happened i was like oh shit that's it but uh yeah
Well, glad you're still around. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, cool. And I guess our next question we got for you. Uh, what's your opinion on, I guess, kind of the top tier of club quad ball right now, which would be Cav, Heat, Warriors, and anyone else you might think uh, is, makes that, that list? Ooh, um, I feel like we're in a position, especially it's, it's weird in the season. You never know who's at what tournament. So, like, Heat could win, for example, like a November tournament. Like, I don't know who their roster was. I don't know how – like you just said, you don't even really practice. You just show up. So, like, you're – what we look like in November versus, like, what we look like in April is just completely different. Yeah. Well, all right, how about this? And, uh, <clears throat> like, our game against y'all at regionals, uh-huh. maybe what are your opinions on that? Do you, th- do you think – Y'all played good, bad, near your potential. Do you think we played good or bad near our potential? And then same with the like y'all's warrior game at CCI. Do you kind of um think those were that was a sloppy game on y'all's half? Like, do you have anything? I think our like the most recent game from the regional against you guys played pretty sloppy. Um, we had like I think someone made a a list of like all of our mistakes as a notes or whatever and you guys i just don't feel like you, that's the y'all's nationals roster i don't and then plus you don't like y'all had one that one training camp and then other than that you kind of just been casually playing so <clears throat> with these top teams you have a tendency of just really turning it on especially like those last maybe two boxes before nationals it's just like that's when everything comes together uh, i feel like both both of our teams can play a lot better um, I think any time that we kind of play on the same field, it's always going to be a, a close one to the end. I see either of our teams like running away with one. I don't know. Yeah. I think our play styles are a little. I, mean, I don't think they're similar, but whenever we play against each other, we like we it turns into like the same kind of script every time. <laughs> Weird. I feel like it's yeah, it's almost always like really close. Every now and then, one of us will just catch the other one off guard, or like yeah. one of us will bring a bad game, right? And then yeah. the other one kind of runs away with it. And then we're in the handshake line after the game, and one team's all like this serious, kind of sad, <laughs> 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 like actually kind of hurt. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, we got them. But like, there's uh, warriors. Like, I feel like the one A, one B, one C, like especially with the different rosters at different tournaments. Like you can never tell who really has the edge for, for a fact. Like our CCI roster was like depleted. Like I think we had two male beaters and like JJ was hurt too, right? Yeah. JJ was hurt. Um, I think bottoms might've been hurt. And I think like, we had like 14 people. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like, I don't, I don't keep up with the other team much, but I mean, it seemed like warriors, like that's their squad. So. I mean, I feel like they might have seemed at the time. I don't know how much higher their ceiling is. And I mean, they beat both of us, so kudos to them. But mm-hmm. definitely that is not a team that's showing up wherever Nationals is yeah. in April. Yeah. I think a little birdie told me that they might have some, some pickups. Uh, yeah, I won't no. spoil it. We'll let the yeah, master announcements yeah. come out. But that, uh, <laughs> that birdie has. Info. That's yeah, I think, yeah. uh, for sure. I mean, the ceiling's higher if that birdie's for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
you know, I think it, we kind of always do this with you guys in the finals at nationals, right? We condense down to this like one and a half, two line team, right? And I yeah. think these regional games and games like CCI, same for Warriors. Like, I don't think they play that to that same depth yeah. at nationals either, right? But yeah, I always notice think- that. It's like, oh, this is a, a no bullshit, two lines. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, whether or not that's the right decision, who knows? I mean, I think most of the time it is the right decision, but it's a yeah, different you, game altogether. You got into that a little bit, but those are my favorite freaking games when you just realize, like, okay, the the like the like absolute dogs are actually playing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, you're subbing in, and then you sub out, you're gas, and like, by the yeah. time you know it, like, the <laughs> yeah. next person's asking for a sub. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> like, let's get it. That was fun. All right. Uh I think that's good, Teej. You got anything else you want to chime in on? Um, not this topic. I think um, when he when Lewis said the whole one A, one B, one C, like that. Well, well, who's one A? <laughs> it depends what They're time of the year we're talking about. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I won't put you in that tough spot. Can, alphabetical order by names of cavalry, uh, heat, <laughs> warriors. <laughs> Fair. All right. Uh, all right. I guess it gets us into the our next topic, which we'll be going over quad ball training a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think we all probably do something a little different. I've done different things over the years. Uh, Lewis, I've noticed you've got you put some muscle on in the past few years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you have anything to speak to that. This isn't really. Uh, I just think, a you question. It's kind of we're all yeah. getting into this maybe a little bit, but yeah. you can first if you want. In this sport, if you do anything, you're doing more than the oh, yeah. <laughs> average yeah. quad ball player. So I will say though, like my, like I guess fitness has nothing quad ball. Like I'm, I didn't just go to the gym bulk up for like, oh man, I can't wait to dunk on yeah. somebody, you know? Yeah. Like it's just, but I will say also, I remember my first year, Elmo Q, I was playing with the San Antonio team. And that's the first year that uh, two hour torm tackling was initiated or whatever. And most miserable summer of all time. Like, dude, I was getting tackled by people who just had no business like being on the same, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like absolutely no business. And then, like, now, whatever, I kind of booked up carrying a little bit more mass and there's just like i feel way different like mm-hmm. there's just so much more strength to keep myself up off the ground but yeah that's really all i have to say like average is not working out as much as they should be so any little thing will give you the advantage in a sport like this yeah for sure i know i i probably go a little harder than i need to a lot of the time but uh, I know I'm not like a big muscly, like oh, no. Yeah. no one's like damn Jackson Johnson's got <laughs> fucking huge arms. But I mean, I do a lot of over the years, right? I've done a lot of just playing other sports. Yeah, uh, I run a lot because beaters run a lot, so it's pretty translates pretty well. I've gotten into like some long r- distance running. Uh, more recently, I've been trying to actually lift. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But I also feel like there's kind of diminishing returns there for a beater. It's like, who cares how much you can bench? Yeah, if you but... can't catch or dodge a dodgeball. But 
You about to have a freaking cannon, bro? I don't know. Like <laughs> that blood is gonna be weightless to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I do. I guess some rock climbing too. I mean, I kind of just stay active, right? I think that's yeah. the best thing you can do. Uh, if you played other sports, you just kind of know yeah. you gotta kind of stay somewhere. I mean, I've definitely had years where I didn't train that hard, especially two seasons ago and maybe a little bit last year or whatever the the last two finals for heat like i was just kind of getting burnt out like being in yeah. charge and that just affected everything like i don't even want to go for a jog sometimes because like that's <laughs> too much so i will say being just a player has helped me a lot being able just to like channel something but i do hate yeah, work it out for no reason. So that's why that's part of probably why I play quad ball too, just to yeah. give me a goal. Yeah, it's real. It's real nice. We have like this for for Cav. Like there's a certain amount of weeks out, so we'll just be like, oh, 18 weeks till national, like basically. Yeah. But like real life, you kind of put that in perspective. Like at the gym, like I kind of have a phone log of like what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, dude, like six weeks out, like you could completely change your whole like cardio everything your your body composition in like six weeks or eight weeks whatever it is so it's a big deal i will say though after regionals i was gassed like there was times in that heat game or like i was just like oh my god i do not do enough cardio so i yeah i've definitely (laughs) been focusing i've been focusing cardio uh specific stuff now since then that's good yeah probably makes up most of what i do (laughs) but (laughs) Oh no! The one year I really tried to lift, I went in and I think I hit Cole Travis. He was like bobbling a bludger. I thought he had full possession, but I was like excited, you know, to use you know yeah. use that muscle. I go in. I thought I was a clean hit, but I get a yellow card. Is that the final? Yeah, that's yeah. a lone lone star versus Cav. Yeah, I remember. And I'm that. like, oh man. <laughs> I think it's hard for me to kind of balance cardio and and weightlifting because. When I'm into weightlifting, like that's all I'm thinking about is like I want to lift so much weight and want to do this. And then like on my off days, I'm like I don't want to be doing cardio. Like I want to recover so the next day I can be back in the gym and lifting more. So for me, that's that's always hard for me to balance the two. And like I think I don't know. It's just I feel like it's a lot if you try to do both at the same time. Yeah, and like you're supposed to like run after you do like leg weights or something, yeah. so it doesn't affect your your strength your gains <laughs> i guess yeah. but uh, just tough because i hate running on like jello legs but uh, <laughs> but t you mentioned something which i think i don't know i take kind of seriously i guess it's like recovering uh yeah. i don't know i like to take a good like week off every now and then and just you know stay active or something but i don't know I feel like a lot of people might forget that in Quidditch. Maybe that's why there's injuries. Maybe because it's a weird mix of people that are pretty athletic and then also people that <laughs> yeah you know, maybe don't take it that seriously. But I think it's just it comes from like the baseline. Like if it's almost exclusively like if you're a good athlete right now in Quidditch, especially in like the club scene. Like if you're a good athlete, have some kind of athletic baseline. Like you played this sport when you're in high school, this sport, this sport, whatever. But there's a lot of people in, uh, I keep, I think I keep saying Quidditch, but quad ball, there's a lot of people who are just like never played a sport. And like, Mm -hmm. you could tell, like it just, it just shows. 
And so then you don't play a sport. You don't really have an athletic background. Then you show up on a Saturday for five games straight. And then, of course, like, yeah, you're going to get hurt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so this next topic here, I think Lewis might have gotten himself in some hot water uh, <laughs> on, online in the American quad ball discussion. Uh but it's an interesting topic, and so we'll touch on it. Uh, so I quote Lewis here, uh, so everyone knows, college quid is boring and dead. Uh, <laughs> Care to add anything I, to that? <laughs> hey, I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> all, right, all right. Come on, TJ. I haven't heard you much. So let's go. Well, Your for opinion. this, he I called mean... the shots. Down. <laughs> yeah, it's on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's boring. There are definitely good games out there, and there's definitely top-level athletes that, you know, could play. They're, very, like, more athletic and play as sports and stuff. Um, and I think kind of when these teams that have some of these stars, you know, and they go back and forth with each other, that's always fun to watch um, for me. Um but I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't been in college for a while, and I, I feel like this the play style is a little bit different now. Um, I don't exactly know how, but I can see a, a little bit of a difference. And, you know, ever since the pandemic hit, I feel like, um, I don't know, maybe like the numbers are, are a lot less. Um, for example, like this past regional tournament, like I know like the, the end – you know, we had UT forfeiting, and I remember me and Jackson kind of having a conversation like, oh, I remember when Southwest Regionals actually mattered, and like, yeah, it was a bigger tournament, and it mattered that these teams won. <clears throat> so that's kind of where I, I see it. But yeah. um, I don't for know me, if made yeah, I mean, I, I don't want this to be like a punching bag that like the college, college kids, uh, <laughs> love y'all, y'all are doing great, but uh, I mean, it's, they're in a tough situation, right? Post-COVID, I think there's a lot less interest. They don't have all these millennials that grew up watching Harry Potter and, you know, doing all that. And they don't even have that, like, angle anymore, yeah, maybe. I guess I uh, think about that. But, I mean, yeah, like we saw at Southwest. And I also think this might be a regional difference, too, right? I, we saw at Southwest regionals, right? I thought Sam Houston... Uh, UTSA, UT. I mean, they played rock paper scissors, right? They each beat each other. They all beat each other. Uh, and I refed had refed a couple of those games, and they were like down to the wire, like golden goal or snitch catch away, right? Both teams kind of closing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were good games and good intensity. I saw a lot of good like athletic play from a lot of them, and. You know, I, I know from experience, right, we've had UTSA out and I've tried to guard Jay and I mean that boy's shifty. Like I can't <laughs> it's hard to stay in front of and same with like Matt Blackwood, Hayden Boys, uh you know, and Kaiser, I've beat against him on Outlaws and I mean and U- USA versus DA or whatever. And no. uh I know it's just kinda of talking to the gender majorities right there, but those are the kind of people I've like gone head to head with. And athletically, I think, you know, they're there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. but, and then also, you know, in the Northeast we have, I think there's a lot, 
they're a lot denser and, you know, they have the, you know, MQC and, you know, they're playing a lot more competitive, frequent games. Southwest, though, is getting a little thin. dicey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, but I mean, I'm also comparing this back to, you know, my college days where before the split, right? Our regionals was big because you had all the club yeah. teams and all the college teams. Yeah, dude. I mean, and no combo teams. Yeah. But, See, like when I was at AM, we had two, we had two teams like enough for two whole yeah. teams and people didn't still didn't make roster teams. and now like yeah. most recently AM has to match up with yeah, but, yeah. oklahoma state to show up to a regional i think that's that's like big testament to like how bad people have gotten hit by like post-covid recruitment but i just think my biggest argument for it is like as a product have if you were not already in quad ball and you were watching this, what would make you come out and join more? Would watching like UTSA versus Sam Houston, or would it be Heat versus Warriors? Just watch like a video. What would be more? What is more appealing as a product? Yeah, I mean definitely club. Yeah, I mean, and so we're, that's we're biased, but yeah, I don't know, but I mean, people do love that like college rivalry, right? But yeah. if I you're think... showing them like a quality game, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so yeah, I wonder how these colleges are recruiting, right? With the, what videos they choose, and so like that, that's my argument is like if you are with whatever resources USQ is using <laughs> or. Cuba, whoever is involved, like in charge of creating rankings or putting out articles or whatever, like the Quidditch media. <laughs> it seems like there's so much focus on college and like these teams and like the you guys. That's why, guys, so you could talk about club, and that's why I like I want to be on it because it's like, dude, there's so many good things that are happening. Like, regardless of what region or team you're talking about, like the talent, majority of the talent in the sport is in the club division. I think personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think it's, I mean, that's a fact, right? I think there's a reason for the split, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. It's tough though. Like we're not trying to, you know, talk down on college. Like, that is the future. And I, I believe that, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is a glaring problem in the sport. Right. And for I sure. think, you know, we all probably individually could probably do more to help, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but so could a lot of people, right? And I think this is a problem that needs to be addressed and dealt with. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of some of the storylines. I mean, you know, like especially this year in college, there's a lot of parody. You know, it's not kind of like last year we had the top. You know, Texas top one. No one seemed like they could anyone could touch them. Yeah. And now this year, there's a lot of teams that you know. There's no dead set number one. You know, it's it's anyone's tournament. So, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I don't think I'm really a fan of like this new nationals format either for college, because it's what they're kind of put into a twenty twenty team D one, and then a. 20 team d2 i think i'm not 100 sure yeah, what it is like that. Yeah. but like yeah. i think part of what was so fun back in the day right is you're sitting there and you're like oh a&m lost to <laughs> stop it 
in Harvard or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Lewis probably oh, come red, on. red card or something. <laughs> but you don't have, like, I don't know, right? Somewhat like Texas State lost to George, George Mason. Mason, which, yeah. you know, they played a good game, but like, I think that helped us get, it might have been Macaulay. We lost to Macaulay on our college too, like one year. And one of those years, I think it was when we lost to Macaulay. We ended up in the finals and I think we're up like 4-0 against UT. And it's like, <laughs> but like, and even my senior year, we almost lost to UCLA first game of the day. And then, yeah. I don't know, it's like, you have these crazy Cinderella stories or, you know, like last year, Virginia almost beat UT, right? And everyone was like trying to find that field and be like, oh my God. <laughs> like we're we watching a meltdown right here. What's going on? And it, yeah. when you put, like you create this D1, D2 structure like that, there's a lot less room for these like crazy. I, I think, know, I think they're just trying to, games. they're trying to protect the teams that are just going to get absolutely demolished five times <laughs> in a row. Yeah. So like I get that. I think, I, yeah, sorry. I just I feel like they cater a lot to like the lower half of the league when I feel like you should focus on like the upper half, you know? Like we're we're gonna create two divisions that way the division two teams like don't get absolutely like demolished and they just quit the sport because they lost they traveled all this way and lost five games in a row. Instead it should be like let's make it as competitive as we can. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can make an argument for both sides, but yeah, I mean, but I definitely feel for like, right. Like, I don't know if Sam Houston ended up getting a D one bid or if we even know yet, but like you have these UT Sam Houston, UTSA playing, they can all beat each other on any given game basically yeah. right now. But then one of them is just not even going to have a chance to, you know, be in D one bracket, you know, and the, you could argue that all of them could be an elite eight team or something. Yeah. That's kind of like shitty. Yeah. I don't know. I would be pissed if I was in college and <laughs> like we lost one game on a snitch pool, which some or like a bad ref call or, you know, it could be just like one play difference. And then that's why you're not in contention. I don't know. Yeah. It bothers me. But that I know would be there, annoying. I know there's a lot of stuff I probably don't know and <laughs> things to account for, but I would like, how they did kind of last year, I guess. Was it Swiss, maybe? I think it was. But, uh, you know, kind of decide D1 and D2 based off day one performances in yeah, some that sort seems, of way. Yeah. That, seems, that seems like the way to do it, I think. Yeah. The kids play. <laughs> Dude, because, yeah. like, you're speaking about Cinderella stories. My first Nationals was, I don't even know what number, but it was in Kissimmee when you guys, when Texas State played Cav. I was on Silver Phoenix, right? I was on AM's little B team or whatever. And so we were the like we were a B team. We made it to the top 24 or whatever, like the bracket play. So however many teams were there, so many get eliminated. We were a B team in like the top 24. And with the way we got there is because we played Boise State and leadership did the math or whatever. And they calculated, like, oh, we got to win this game, but we also have to win by six. So like we're winning, we're playing Boise State and all this like instead of trying to catch, we're defensive seeking and we're up. And they're like, What the hell are y'all doing? Like, why are you why don't you just pull the snitch? We're like, no, we have to in order to take your place and like advancing, we have to beat you by so many points or whatever. And we end up doing it. And it was like the coolest freaking I guess little Cinderella story that I've been a part of huh. in quad ball. But uh that yeah, that's like you said, that's not a it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. 
in my first year at Texas State, I didn't really know what was going on too much, but there was UT, there was Lone Star, and there was Texas A&M. They kind of had all the, the Southwest hype that year. Yeah. And we never were able to really piece together a win, I don't think, against any of them all year. But then, like, day two nationals, we caught hot. We were hot and just kind of went off, and we kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. And then we are in the finals. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> we didn't even – I mean, we obviously wanted to believe we could do it. But, like, we're like, holy shit, we're here. <laughs> like, exactly. Right? And I just feel like taking that away from some maybe top-tier D2 team, right, they could find themselves in a D1 finals. But mm-hmm. because they had a bad game at regionals, yeah, that won't even be a possibility, you know. Uh, all right, so for this next segment, we're kind of doing like a, I don't know, think like two K or FIFA. You know, you're choosing a team, right? And it says offense, defense, overall, kind of gives them like a rating out of a hundred. Uh, so we want to do that in the club game a little bit, uh, and because we don't want to go on for hours, we're kind of just choosing the top five club standing teams right now, uh, which is Warriors, Heat, Cavalry, Boom Train, and DCQC. Uh, we're going to kind of break it down by quad balls, like I guess formerly Quaffle, like chasers, keepers, right? That part of a team. And then beaters. Is there even a new term for that? Is it still beaters? I don't know. And then... Dodgeballers. Dodgeball throwers. The flag catcher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, seekers, right? So we'll do quad beaters, seekers, and then overall. And this isn't like an average, right? So it's just going to kind of be whatever. Uh, it's all relative, and we could be wrong. And we're going to go into a little detail if we want to. We might not. Don't take it personal. but or take We're it just... personal. We're just throwing ideas out there. Our, our, our good or bad opinions. We're just getting freaking chalkboard material for you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Trying to hype you up. We're wrong. Kuba's wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry <laughs> if I forgot to mention you. <laughs> Try it. I have like 10 tabs open trying to do my research, but it's, it's last minute research here, guys. But we're putting out the content. Uh, all right, so I guess I'll go first. And I have the Warriors. I have their Quaffle game. It feels weird saying quad ball. Their quad ball game uh, at a 96. Uh, I think they got a lot of good players. They got DME. They got Taylor Crawford, John Jackson, Lindsey Morella. Uh, you know, I think they have two solid lines of players. And... I think 96 is a good rating. If they're mad about that, I mean, I hope they're not. I can't. I got to mention Yada. Yada's solid too. Uh, <laughs> I'm not brown nosing. I'm just saying it. Out of the <laughs> kindness of my heart, Yada. Uh, beaters, I have them at 90. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have Devin Lee, right? So Tate's, Tate's great. Uh, why I gave him a 90 is probably a little more of a depth issue, right? Like, how are they going to solve who's in after Tate? You know, we've seen Yada do that. We've seen Mo do it. Mo's also a good beater. Dallas, good beater. Aaron Moreno. Uh, but other teams near the top also have good beaters. So it's kind of where I have them around 90. Seeker, 
I think they're solid in the secret game. Uh, but also no one on their team has me like, like they're going to catch in one look and mm-hmm. kind of overall for all of my secret games, unless they have someone that's just like, I'm freaking out about if they even get one attempt. Uh, I mean, it depends on the snitch too, but or flag runner, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have warriors at 85 and then overall I give them a 95. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, so for their quad ball players, um, yeah, it's weird to say. Um, I'll probably give them. You know, with new additions coming in, I feel like for nationals that. <laughs> uh, I'll probably give them ninety-five. Um, I think they're pretty solid, like you're saying. Um, they don't turn the ball over very much. Um, they pa- they have very good passing and able to find the open hoop usually. Um, and just some of their players right now, like with that with new addition like DME, um, good fit on the team. You know, he's a runner on the team, um, highly athletic. Um, so that's probably what, what puts some <laughs> higher up on my rating for that. Uh, beaters. Um, Probably give them like an 88. Um, I just, I know Take K is really good. Um, and other additions to the team will, will show, uh, show good for them. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm just not, I'm not a, a dodgeball thrower. I don't watch that game very much, so my wow. opinions <laughs> my opinion is not the best. So <laughs> just compared to I don't know some like I said I only kind of know one or two of of the beater games, so that's kind of where my bias is at. So uh, seeker, same thing. I don't really <laughs> pay much attention to that. Um, I know edge had, analysis, dude. Yeah, I know, I know, that, I know they've, they've had some catches, and I'm, I'm sure they are they got that slot filled, so I'll give them 85. Um, and then overall, overall as a team, um, play, playing them, I'll give them 94. Um, I know, like I had said, just for overall with them beating some of these higher teams is very impressive, and I know they're getting additions to the team and some of these new pickups are really going to help the team. And um, 94, I feel like that's a good score for me. Lewis? Jackson, what was your overall on the Warriors again? I have them a 95. Mm. All right, for me, ballpark, same same numbers for you guys, really. Uh, the quad or chaser game is probably their strongest asset, I think. Like uh, Jackson said, they got two solid lines. I think uh, John Jackson's good. Lindsay's a freaking beast. Um, obviously, Darian's good. And then their second line, probably terrible names, but I know that they always have solid guys. Even even after they sub in and out, um, it don't matter kind of what rotation they're in. They, they always can keep the game close. So chasing-wise is their strength, 94. I think in the beater game, Obviously, we know how good Tate is, and just like you guys hit on it, uh, just the depth after that is the question mark. Um, so I give him an 88. 
Tate will keep you in the game with any, with any beater that he plays against. But after that, I mean, you might find it hard for your second, third string beaters to, to match up with the higher team, second, third string beaters. Um, and then seeking, I don't really care that much about that aspect of the game. Uh, but I give him an 84, which rounds out their overall for me as a 92. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably a little more strict than the average person. You're feeling that CCI loss. Too no, right come right. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah our, our CCI short roster, <laughs> no girls on our team loss. Uh, I did. I forgot to mention Yonko Air Beast, but yeah, I just wanted to give him a shout out real quick. Nice in the Quaffle game. Uh, I feel like it doesn't get talked about much, but. He's really good. Yeah, uh, I know Warriors has that one really huge, like muscular guy uh, who plays in the Zachary, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But I know he Zach Arbin trading. Yeah, he he demolished us in CCI uh, yeah. for sure, and I was like, holy crap! Uh, Don't matter, yeah. two arm, one arm does not matter. That guy's <laughs> not coming he down. You need a bludger <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Uh, all right, and that takes us, and we're just kind of going in team order from standings, right? So Warriors were one, and right now Heat's number two, even after our loss to Cav. So suck it, Lewis. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we don't we don't make the rankings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and obviously full bias. So, I mean, I'm. I think we're the best team out there, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rank us accordingly. Uh, so I have our quad ball game when we're actually all there and playing to our you know best ability. Right, I have us at a 98. Uh, beater game. I have us. <laughs> I'm going high, baby. Uh, <laughs> Ninety-nine. I mean. I think me and Daniel are near the top uh, in that category. I think Taylor's right up there, and I think Baldy's great as well. Uh, Bailey, obviously, arguably the best uh, girl beater in the country. And then Mal's been playing great minutes there as well. I think she could hang with anyone. I think we got depth. I think all the lines are good there. Uh, Seeker game, it's definitely been a blemish. Uh, and a, a problem for us this year. No disrespect to our seekers, love y'all, but we just haven't yeah. been getting it done when we need to. Uh, I'll put us at an eighty, and I think that might be. A, I don't know. Maybe we figure it out. I think we have the talent there. We just aren't just aren't connecting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And overall, I have a set of 98. <laughs> um, I'll, yeah, I'll go. Um, so for us, same same deal. I'm going to be a little biased, you know, <laughs> playing with them and actually seeing what everyone's potential is. Um, ball carriers, um, I'll put us uh, probably at a 97. Um, I think first top two lines are just very solid, um, can score pretty much at will, given the opportunity. Um, 
you know, when you move to the other lines, maybe there's there's some holes there. But I think overall, if we're just playing the top, you know, we're just, we're playing to win. Um, ball carrier wise, it's it's pretty high for me. Um, beaters, dodgeball throwers. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll put them at a 98. Um, I think kind of to Jackson's point, we have some of the top beaters on the team, um, male and non-males. Um, I think beaters are a sole reason why we're able, we have so many opportunities to score and defensive wise too, like why there's a lot of stops that are made against some of these teams. Um, yeah. And then Seeker, also agreeing with Jackson's point, uh, it's kind of been subpar. Um, I know a couple of Seekers we do have, you know, like some they have games where they can catch. You seem to be able to catch it fine. But the showings for that hasn't been showing. I don't think there's been many catches on our side. Um, could be wrong. but um, So for that, I'll probably go 78 just for execution. Um, and then, so overall, I would probably say we're at a 96 overall. And that's just, with everyone, did I say 96? Uh, I'll go 97, my bad. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> but that's just, I feel like senior game just kind of brings it down a little bit. The loose. Uh, chasing game. You guys are obviously solid. I mean, top to bottom, pretty good. You got Axe, Miguel, Simone, Tej, freaking Eric Ray has come in and always get buckets, and he's always good for freaking blocking bludgers three times a game. <laughs> I uh, know, right? Freaking crazy. So uh, I give you guys a 96 in the Quaffle game. I think you guys – and then, obviously, uh, Jenna is a beast. Like, she's just such an anchor for you guys. It's actually insane. Um, beating is heat strength. I give you a 98, just like y'all said, you've got it on both sides. Um, male and female, you got the depth. You can basically put up any lineup that you guys want, it doesn't matter double, double, standard, double female, doesn't matter. You guys have it all. So, 98 on that one. Um, based on your guys' trash talk of your own seeking game, <laughs> I, I, I give you an 82 in the seeking. I, I mean, I think. When it yeah, comes we're down sad to it, bagging. the most important <laughs> Yeah. I think the most important part about seeking is your beating game. So like with that being your guys' strength, it's it's just gonna come whenever the, the games really matter. Uh and then overall, I put you guys at a ninety-five. Oof. Take that personal. You don't even have my uh, as the highest you. one yet. Let me change my cav. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you can I'm just kidding. No bias either. 100% honest. That's, that's true. Appreciate that. We'll show At least you. the beaters. <laughs> you gave the beaters love. So. <laughs> uh, that's a good segue to Cav. <laughs> the third team in the standings right now. Uh, in the quad ball game, I got them at a 96. I think they have two good lines that could hang with anyone. Uh, and I mean, both the great, 
their last two games against Heat and Warriors. I mean, they're pretty neck and neck. Uh, obviously, I'm a little biased, and I think Heat could play better in that game, Chaser wise. But I also, I'm sure you have a bunch of notes that you know Cav could have played better as well. So, yeah. uh, but 96, nothing to. I don't know. I feel like there's respect there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 95 in the beater game. That's what I have for you guys. Uh, which is kind of tough to say because I think Cole and Casey are great. I think John Molina and Juan are solid. Cameron solid. Uh, I'm interested to see how y'all come out at nationals and, you know, these close semis or final type games. Uh, that's why I have you all a little bit below heat, but also I think you'll have a little more depth than Warriors, but could be proven wrong there. Uh, Seeker game. I got Kenny and David uh, and Maya defensive seeking. So, I mean, I have you all at 85. Uh, overall, 96. Respectable. Uh, um, I'll go ahead uh, and go. Uh, so ball carriers for mine, Calvary, very good. You know, you have some of the top top in the world. Um, you know, all your lines, top to bottom, are are very good. They can all they can all score pretty much at will, similar to like how I said he could. Um, defense is is really good too um, when it comes to like drives and and whatnot. Um, so I'll probably give y'all a 97. That's, I think that's what I gave the other team, or that's what I gave Heath. But um, yeah, 97. Um, I think, like I said before, the top two lines, very good. Um, top couple lines. And then just kind of going down the line to your, you know, third and fourth. You know, it might be a little separation there, but not much. Um, so yeah, I'll keep my 97. Like I said, mature respect there. Definitely out there balling. <laughs> Fun to watch. Um, beaters, um, a little lower on that one. I know, you know, you got your, you got Cole and, and Casey and, you know, Nagi plays it too. Um, John, just naming, naming, naming them. Uh, they're very good. Uh, I I'm not a I'm not a beater, so <laughs> I don't I'm not probably gonna <laughs> score them as high as as I would. Uh, so I'll probably say 94. Um, just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, like I said, I just don't know beater stuff as well as ball carrier <laughs> stuff. Um, and then seeker, I know Kenny's a really good. A good flag puller. Um, I don't know your other seekers very well, um, but I know <clears throat> y'all have caught some too. You caught against us and caught, I'm sure, other big games uh, this season. Um, so uh, overall, that'll put y'all at, let's see, 97, four. Quick maths. Oh, oh wait, did I? Did I even, it's not an average, I know. <laughs> you don't have to do uh, math. Just give him a. 
A rating. Overall, what did, what did I give us? 97? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so like 99 probably. <laughs> no, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll do 96. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, just like I am I averaged it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, for me, I think the chasing aspect of our team is our strength. I think on paper, top to bottom, we probably have some of the most talented. I would say as a group, collectively, we probably have the most talented group. You got J.J. Davis, Augie, Sammy gets buckets. Bottoms is a freaking beast. Casey Beavers is good. Missy's good. Um. Then Raj, Kenny come in, just dominate whenever whenever they come in. So I think top to bottom on paper, we have really solid chasers. So I gave us a 98 on that one. Uh, beating game. I love our beater. Augie switch headbands and go black. Casey Irwin has just been getting better and better as time goes on. Whenever Now that she's strictly beating, it's kind of – come natural to her almost um both of the cameras on our team are awesome um hope i'm not forgetting anyone john and juan both are so solid i mean watching them duke it out uh in practice every day every time we go to practice is just nuts it's just like i w- i would hate to be a beater honestly to play all the good beaters in the game of quad ball right now like just freaking running all the time fetching bludgers and then you make the hell of a play, and the next thing you know, you throw what you think is going to be an easy beat, and someone just catches the shit out of it, <laughs> and all your momentum is down the drain from there. So it's like, God, I would hate to be a beater so bad. So I'm glad I don't have to do that. But our beaters are 94. Um, seeking, it seems like when the game when the game's on the line, when it matters most, I feel like our yellow headbands always kind of make the clutch play. I might be taking a little bit of our our past into consideration there, but I gave us a 90. I think David, Kenny are all always so good. David doesn't even really seek until this year, and he feels like he catches everything he tries. And then we also have uh, John puts on the yellow. He's a he's pretty good. He's got some craft to it. John, uh, who? Uh, I forget his last name. I'm blanking. He was on Texas State. Oh, Alvarez? Yes, Alvarez. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, is he still on Gulf team? Yeah, I, I just think – I don't know. I think he couldn't go to New Orleans, and then I'm not in charge of roster decisions or anything, so I don't know how that worked out for Southwest Regional, but he's there at practice, and he freaking catches snitches left and right. I would have ranked all higher with him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then that puts my overall at a 95 for Cav as well. So both Heat and Cav 95s. And what did you put, Warriors? 92. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, Strict. <laughs> yeah, I already, I'm already feeling like some of my uh, numbers here. I might already change, <laughs> like in hindsight. But hearing y'all's uh, descriptions, but I said it. I have to live with it. Uh, so that brings us to Boom Train. Uh, give me one second here. Sorry, I'm going to pull up a roster to make sure I can give better analysis for the fans. Analysis. 
so for Boom, I have them in the Quaffle game at a 93. Uh, I mean, you got Nathan Digman making those little, I call them Papa shots, but just mid-range shots. Uh, and they're two, Kennedy Murphy, Ali Menzel is good. Man, I'm blanking on... They have these two uh, chasers up top that just kill it. Uh, the swinging the ball, shooting, you know, mm-hmm. avoiding contact. They're just great at it, and it really opens up a lot for their offense. Uh, and I think they're a well-disciplined team uh, most of the time. So <laughs> I have them at a 93. I don't know if I said that. but uh, You did, but re-clarifying. Yeah. Re-clarifying. And the beater game... I have an 88 uh, respect to Matt Brown. Usually puts up a pretty good battle in the beater game. Uh, I don't know. I worry about their depth. I feel like, you know, maybe they get that matchup against us. But then, you know, our next two beaters up are just opening the game up uh, against him. Tad Walters, he knows what he's doing. He's always going for the hits. Probably a little more than he should, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, I can insult him all day. It's okay. I know he can take it. Uh, use your feet, Tad. Throw the ball. <laughs> Quit getting cards and fighting the refs about it. Uh, no, but I think they're solid. I think they know what they're doing in the beater game. But I just don't think it's at where Cav Heat Warriors level are. So that's why 88. Seeker game. I know they have a few people that can catch. Uh, but no one on their team has me just like shit in my pants that they're going to catch a snitch <laughs> in one look. Uh, I mean, anyone could do that in any game, obviously, but I have an 85 there. Uh, and then overall, I have them at a 90. That's fair. Uh, so for me, uh, ball carriers, um, I know they, they, they do a good job of passing the ball around and, and, avoid, and avoiding the beat. Um, I know from when I watch them, um, they, they, they like to pass it around a lot and then just kind of eat the ball. Um, and I mean that works a lot of times, but you know there's fault to that as well. So I'm probably gonna. Um, I know a couple of them on the team. Um, I, w- I can't say much to some of their deeper lines, but I know like the general offense of the team. Uh, so I'll probably rank it around like a 92, because um, I know they they get wins and obviously they can score and. Um, when they're on, when they're hot, they're hot. Uh, <clears throat> Beater-wise, um, I'll probably give them a 86. Um, I know they can, they usually starting out and mid-game, they're able to um, kind of play with other teams and stay in the game and stuff. But I think going deeper um, is kind of where they lack a little bit. Um, so that's why I rate them where I rate them. Uh, and then seeker wise, um, 
I actually don't really know who their seekers are. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of similar to the other teams. I know they're able to catch them because I've seen them catch. Um, I just don't know who they are exactly. Uh, so I'll give them the neutral 85 rating. <laughs> uh, so overall, um, would you give them overall, Jackson? Uh, 90. 90. Uh, I'll probably go 89 then. Uh, just because, <laughs> just like I said, overall, um, there's a couple of holes, you know, um, I just don't see, I see them, I see them playing well against a lot of teams, but then you get to these higher echelon teams and they, I don't feel like they play as they're able to keep up with them as, as high as much as they should or can, you know, uh, but yeah. You guys are way nicer than me, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna preface this with: I gave Heat and Cav, who I think, and Warriors, who I think are far and away the best teams in the country, 95, 95, 92. Okay, so keep that in mind while you're hearing these next numbers. Because, but I also I came on this podcast because you said that you're gonna be honest. And <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> all right, no, no. no you're uh, <laughs> I also think I'm undefeated against Boom Train, so it kind of might play a little bit into my I know ratings. Cavs dropped a few over the years to Boom Train, but I don't yeah, know if but we I don't think there. I was there. Like I think uh, one was you like in California. It. Yeah, it would have been totally different. Come on now, I had rest that game to stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was before I even joined Cav. But anyways, uh, Quaffle game. They got a solid core, same core that always plays with like that indie team. Uh, 84 for the Quaffle. They're like one of the only teams that I've played against. I like, I feel like they have set plays. Like they, some, someone will call out a number or something. And it's like, it's like kind of like a basketball, like set play. And I have to just think huh. that's kind of, uh, it's different for sure. I don't know, but I give them the 84 in the Quaffle game. Uh, beating. Um, I just think it's hard to have a really good beating uh, rating if you don't have just like these elite level beaters like most of the top teams do. So I give them an 82 in the beating game. I, I know uh, I know that Matt Brown is really good. I respect him and his game a lot, but as a whole, just an 82 for me. Seeking again, I don't. It's whatever to me. I don't mind. I don't care that much about seeking. I give him an 80 for that. And that rounds out there overall. And this, I just keep in mind, Warriors got a 92, <laughs> and Warriors have played excellent all year. Boom train, I give them an 82. <laughs> I feel like Speechless. you're expecting us to go. Yeah, oh, I, I want you to go. I expect you to move quickly so that we can get over it. <laughs> go to the next one. Or, yeah, let's I'm just, just trying to, just, just I'm just trying to let these people. Yeah, I'm trying to let them react to that. Luis Sanchez, uh, boob trade. <laughs> Catch him at Natty's. Him, yeah, I'm gonna go look at not the score to, table. There'd be not, a red card. Not trying to be an ass, but <laughs> I mean. You're a little more stricter with your numbers than me and TJ, yeah. I think. So, yeah, it's fair. Uh, and I don't know, this is kind of tough now that we're doing it. You know, I'm sitting here like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's any given day. Well, yeah. And I feel like ratings, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking about certain games and watching that and comparing it to other games. I don't know. It's a little <laughs> hard, but. 
it's hard to say, right? Like, yeah, the look these teams get to get, like when we play Heat versus mm-hmm. Boom Train or something, that's way different yeah. than a Boom Train versus DCQC game, right? Yeah, exactly. So kinda, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to put a number on that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. But that gets us to DCQC at number five. Uh, it's a team that kind of, you know, the past few years hasn't made much noise, but then all of a sudden, you know, they're kind of back, I guess you would say. Uh, and from what I've seen, sorry, I don't know a lot of names to really get into the details on their quad ball game, but I have them at 85. I saw them play Cav at CCI, and, you know, they were putting up a good fight and it was a solid game. I think y'all eventually kind of pulled away handedly, but you know, you weren't just able to bully them yeah. and just, you know, they had they had a good a good ability to score, play defense. So I think that's where I'm at there. Uh beaters. Uh they have Katrina Hicks and Bernie. Uh real solid beater core. Uh did I say the number? I have them at eighty five. Uh yeah, I just, you know, when we're looking at them, their beaters and their, their depth past Katrina and Bernie, I just don't see that besting, you know, Cav Heat Warriors. So that's why I have it there. Seekers. Uh, They have TJ Generet, which has been a scary seeker and just one of those that I feel like people are worried about. And so I have that at a 95. And overall, I have them at an 85. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so disclaimer, I don't really, I haven't watched this team very much. Um, I've just been looking at the scores and noticing certain names on the roster. So that's kind of where my opinions are going to be off of. Uh, ball carrier-wise, I'm going to probably go uh, 87. Um, that's kind of just like I said, based off scores and seeing them play at CCI. Um, beaters, um, probably gonna go 85 for that. Um, and that's just um, just seeing seeing some of them play and um, compared to some of the other top top teams in, in the nation, um, how they're able to kind of, I feel like, you know, you got a solid first line, um, but kind of falls after that. Uh, and seeker wise, um, yeah, you brought up TJ. Um, I know he's, he's pretty clutch and a little scary. So uh, I'll give seeker wise, I'll probably give him 93. Um, you know, you can't leave him alone, you know, for any number of time or like, so he'll probably catch it. Um, and overall, um, what'd you give them overall? <laughs> a 90. Um, I'll give them a 89. Lewis? Um, so this is basically off of CCI because they kind of, they played a really good game against us. I enjoyed playing against them. Their chaser core is really solid. I give them an 84. 
the beating, just like you said, they got they got really good beaters. They can play with anyone. Um, Bernie's got some creative plays. Give him an eighty-eight. TJ as their seeker, he got the dude is as clutch as it gets. Give him a ninety, and their overall for me is an eighty-eight. I pretty high on DCQC. Yeah, just because they played us so well, I like them. All right, good takes. Well, thanks for being on, Lewis. Appreciate it. Hopefully, yeah, thanks for having me. Create too many more enemies for you. <laughs> yeah, don't hate me, please. <laughs> We're just trying to make content. Yeah, it's just yeah. for funsies. We out here. All right. Well, All right. Guess that's it. <laughs> Peace. Track. Track. <laughs> 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 <laughs>